0: Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now, your host, Eric Reed. Good. Good morning, good morning, and welcome everybody to Success Coaching Radio. Like the man said, my name is Eric Reed, and I am your success coach. I am so glad you have settled in for about the next 20, 25 minutes as we talk about success and living a more balanced and full life. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I am so glad you found us. I I hope you find this next 20 to 25 minutes of value. And for those of you that are coming back, thank you again. I'm seeing so many shares and so many likes and so many comments out there through social media on this and iTunes. I deeply appreciate it. It means a great deal to me, not only because I put a little bit of effort in and we all like a little bit of reward, but with each one of those likes, each one of those shares, each one of those thumbs up type of thing. We expand our community. And there are people who might be sitting just on the edge of it that have never thought about success and success living and how to apply those principles. And because of what you're doing by sharing it out and commenting and boosting it through iTunes, they're now exposed to it and get to live their life at a higher level. So it's, you know, not just about me, but okay, And and by the way, don't forget that we gather every Monday through Friday on Facebook Live for about 10 minutes. And we do a little mini success lesson. And that's designed to get you thinking success, acting success, being in the thought process and energy of success as you start your morning. And that's why we do it at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's Monday through Friday. And lately, we've been having some fun with one Friday where I'll invite a guest to come in and we'll play a little game and learn a little lesson and pick up leadership lessons from other people. So make sure you're joining in on that. Make sure you're following and sharing that out as well. Wow. We have had an amazing busy last couple of weeks. I mean, we started with the, the 11 days of awareness and then we're now just wrapping up discover you learn to make a statement and if you didn't take either of those, they're up on the Success you as in the letter U, uh, .com website. Those are free classes that I like to put together to help motivate and guide you forward. So often, as, uh, equally for me, I like to put my toe in the water before I jump all the way in. And I find that having little mini courses like this, little mini lessons, help you get motivated, get into the thought process, get into the growth process, get into the reset process safely and at a level that you can manage. So so enjoy those. Please jump in and take advantage of them, own them and make them your own. That's why I do it. And so today's lesson I want to talk to you about or share with you about is really about why we wait or what causes us to always think that we can stay in a hold pattern longer than we need to it's funny as a coach and as a mentor and as a speaker I often bump into people and I hear this oh if only I could and when I finally and all of these statements and they talk about this big dream like I want to do this in my life and I want to have that I, I want to run a marathon I want to write a book I want to own my own business. I want to leave corporate America. I want to do this. I want to do a mission. I want to, all of these things. And they talk so passionately about their dream. But what I don't hear them doing is living into it, stepping into it, owning into it. And I've always kind of questioned like what holds everybody back? What makes us so resistant to really going in there full, full, Well, you know what? There's about nine common reasons we don't pursue our dream. And that's what I want to share with you today. Not so you'll have an excuse the next time somebody asks you, why aren't you pursuing your dream? But so you can sort of reflect on it and say, eh, guilty, eh, guilty, eh, guilty. And then we'll begin to talk about how we can break through that mindset. So if you're ready, get your notebooks and pens and papers out, and let's begin today's lesson on basically nine reasons you won't pursue your dreams. As I said, we all have dreams. We all have ambitions. We all have goals. We all wake up with that same internal thing that says there's gotta be more. You know, we all have that quiet, still voice that can't be silenced, that's trying to drive us towards our, 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 our dreams and our ambitions and our goals. But then we always get stopped. We always get stranded. We always seem to end up trying one more time on New Year's Eve to make the resolution that this time will be different. Well, if we don't know why why it isn't happening, we can't begin to, to fix it. So the first one is often we find because there is an easier, safer path. You know, as Jim Carrey says, and his now famous commencement speech. If you haven't seen it, just Google it or YouTube it. You'll find it. But there's a statement that he says: the decision we make in this moment are based on either love or fear. So many of us choose our path, or of fear, choose our path out of fear, disguised as practicality. We rationalize, justify, and persuade ourselves that everything would make sense later, that now is not the time. We live in this moment of fear that we just simply convince ourselves it's safer to stay than it is to go, that now is not the time. That's not practical. We spend so much time rationalizing, justifying, persuading ourselves into making that decision to make more sense later on that we often give up and we hide in the fact that it's safer. When in fact, we know, you know, I know, we all know that not living our fullest is not safe. I mean, it's like one step away from dead. The second excuse that I so often hear is because we're waiting for the right time. You know, I, I love that question. Oh, it's it's just not the right time. And I want to ask, if it's not the right time now, how will you ever know when the right time is? If we sit around waiting for the right time and spend our lives thinking the right time will come, how do we know that we're not sitting in the right time or that the right time is the next? You get trapped in this, not this time, not this time, not the right time, not the right time, maybe next time, maybe next time. And we're always looking over what is happening in our lives now for what might come, what might be. It's as if we believe that the bus will show up every five minutes when the only bus coming through town is the one that's right in front of us. This idea of the right time. You know, we are not promised of forever. We are not promised an endless life waiting for us to arrive in the golden moment and begin to dance in our dreams. We don't get that promise. What we get is the promise that the moment that we are living in is fully ours to exploit. So that idea, because we're waiting on the right time, that one frustrates me. The other one I often hear is because we don't have enough time. We have lives and jobs and families and kids and responsibilities and, you know, all of this stuff going on around us that we say, well, I don't have enough time to pursue my dream. I hate that I don't have enough time. If only I had a little more time, if only I could find time in my day, I would do it. Well, here's the funny thing. As I look at my bookshelf and I see that I've now read about, seven, I think it's 17 or 18 books so far this year. Most of them are about 200 pages. And I would show that to somebody. Somebody would say, I don't have the time to read that many. Oh my gosh, how do you find the time to do that? Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. How did you read over... 40,000 some pages this year already. Well, it happened because I made time to read 20 pages. I didn't make time to read a whole book. I didn't have that luxury, but I had the time to invest 20 pages or 20 minutes into my dream. I want to write a book. I so want to write a book. I've got this timeline. I've got this schedule. I've got this big picture thing. Well, I can't invest an entire week to lock myself in a closet and write a book. But what I can do is write a page and then two pages, three pages, four pages, and now I have a chapter and now I've got to edit the chapter and I've got to get it reviewed. But that's the way it goes. So this concept of I don't have enough time, I would love to look at their Facebook feed and say, oh, really? Well, it seemed like you had about mm, composite total time on Facebook today, two hours and 32 minutes. Don't you think that would help your business grow? Don't you think that would help you learn a new skill? Don't you think that time could be used at the gym? Oh, but no. You shifted your priorities to things like Facebook and YouTube and and Netflix and, you know, binge watching uh, Game of Thrones. Now I'm not saying don't relax and enjoy your life, but if you truly passionately want to pursue your dreams, you cannot use the excuse I don't have enough time because Everybody else that's living their dream had the same 24 hours you do. I get up like at 530 in the morning because I need that time in the morning when nobody's around.
1: I got kids
0: and I don't have commitments to be able to get ahead and to, to get further out into the field than other people are so that I can maximize my my success. Um, number four is often because We didn't succeed at first. I tried it and it failed. I wanted to, and it didn't work. It never works out. You know, I tried it once and it didn't work. You know, I'm sure you've all heard of this guy, Mark Cuban, you know, well, you realize that he started as a bartender after college and then got a sales job. And then he got fired from that and fired from a couple other jobs and now look where he's at. Or Oprah, We've all heard her story of how she applied for several jobs as television anchors in Baltimore and other cities, and she wasn't quite it, or Walt Disney. We've all heard these success stories of people who went to bat over and over and over and over again, and had failure after failure after failure after failure. What they simply were trying to figure out during that failure was a better way of doing things. What the rest of us, sometimes get trapped in that moment and say, well, it didn't work. So it's not meant to be. So I'll sit here on the sidelines forever. Really? Come on. That's just foolishness. I mean, that's the best word I can come up with. It's foolishness. If you believe that just because it didn't work the first time it will never work. Cause I guarantee you, each of you can walk across a room. Most of you can probably ride a bike and would say at least 99.97% of you can get a spoon of soup to your mouth without spilling it across the table. But yet there was a point in each of those experiences that you weren't very good, that you failed, that you might not have, that you might've even gotten hurt, but you kept doing it because you knew you could and you would. So this excuse of because it didn't succeed the first time, I can't go back and do it again. Or the other one, I love the one that's because I'm too young. Like, you know, please understand that I'm young. Nobody will respect me. Nobody will hire me. Nobody will buy into me. Nobody will believe me. I love the fact that we have things like Kickstarter and Shark Tank and all of these venture capitalist kind of shows where you see these entrepreneurs who are in the middle of their college careers that say, you know what, I'm going to take a leap and create something crazy, wonderful, big, and I'm going to see what happens. And they stand on the carpet toe-to-toe, with proven billionaires and say, here's my idea. They challenge that idea that I'm too young to be of value. They challenge that idea that you have to wait your turn in line for success. You know, the idea of of Eric uh, Finman, who invested $1,000 of gift money in Bitcoin and now walked away with 100,000 millions of dollars because he, he took the risk, played the game, he started early. You know Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, let's okay, you know, come on, college kid looking for a dating site now look at him don't don't let this idea that it's not your turn, not your time because you have to do pay your dues be the excuse for why you won't start your dreams. heck, if you fail and you're young, guess what you have more resiliency, you have more time to recover, so go for it. Number six I often hear is because that's not what I'm supposed to do. Now, you want to see my hands go in the air? Give me one of those. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Because my first question back to you is going to be, says who? Like, says who that that's not what you're supposed to do? If it is within you and your burning desire or mission and statement says that you must do this, now as long as it's not harming another person, harming yourself, then says who that it's not yours to go after? Why not? We get so caught up in making sure that we're playing life by the game, the rules of others that we deny our true and our best and our authentic self because someone said that's not very responsible because someone said people like you shouldn't be doing things like that because someone said, you know what? let someone say into somebody else's life, because if it's in me, it's what I'm supposed to do. Number seven, I often hear is because there's already someone or something else out there like it, that comparison thing. Well, you know, there's already somebody doing it. And so there's probably not room in the market for me or somebody already invented it. So I'm too late or you know, so-and-so has already got that part of the market captured, or so-and-so has already gotten the award for being number one in the industry in that area. You know, the, remember the idea that MySpace came before Facebook? And nobody, you know, the whole Facebook crowd didn't say, well, you know, MySpace, and before that there was AOL communities and things like that. Nobody said, no, 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 we can't do it. Or think of the Dyson vacuum cleaner guy that said, oh, there's already a vacuum cleaner, we can't invent the new one. You know, we look at technology as sort of as an indicator that there's always room for improvement, there's always room for redesign, there's always room to super, super niche. Now, I was reading recently an article about finding your niche and developing an online presence and things like that. And I love the fact that where there's blood in the water, super niche. So the concept is that the waters are blue when nobody's there. So if you created the idea for a doggy toothbrush, now I know there's one out there, but let's assume you're the first doggy toothbrush ever in existence and the water is crystal clear blue. Why? Because you're swimming in it. Well, pretty soon everybody starts to see your success, see your ability to grow into that market. So they all jump in the water. And we know what happens. All that thrashing around, the sharks get attracted, and they start a feeding frenzy, and they start attacking each other, and the competition creates blood in the water. Well, some of us has the choice to, to run towards shore, but the idea is that what you're supposed to do then is begin to, to find a sub-market, and a super sub-market, and a super, super sub-market, because what happens is people will slow. Move away from that feeding frenzy of competition and look for the unique player in the game. And they'll often pay more for the unique player in the game than just watching this feeding frenzy of competition. We've seen this play out. Apple has produced one single phone. They don't have a multiple line of phones like Motorola and some of the other companies. They have, and Samsung, they have a single phone type of entity. And people pay ridiculous amounts of money and stand in line for ridiculous amounts of time for that. Why? Because somebody else has already made a phone. No, because they've made a different kind of phone that they're extra good at making. And everybody wants to be a part of that. So this concept of, because there's already somebody out there, eh, not buying it. So toss that one in the trash too, because all I have, number eight, I often hear this. All I have is an idea. All I have is an idea, so I don't know how to execute it. I don't know how to turn it into a product. I don't know how to turn it into something more. Well, <laughs> people have been paid large fortunes for ideas that have been untested simply because they were great ideas. And also, most people stop with the fact that they have an idea. One of the things that I do is a consultant is I meet with companies, and I listen to where they're at, and then I suggest things, and I give them ideas and strategies and plans. I don't walk in with a basket of bread and say buy my bread or you know, 10 pet rocks specially painted for the company and, and produce a product, so to speak. What I deal with is in the exchange of knowledge and ideas and information. I get paid to be a catalyst, and that catalyst in me is a lot of times questions and ideas, Questions that stimulate ideas that then the next level group says, I know how we can monetize this. I know how we can turn this into a product. I know where we need to go back to packaging and redesign and recreate this thing. So start with your idea, explore your idea, talk to other people about your idea. There may be somebody on the other side that says, That's a great idea. And by the way, I have a 3D printer. We should do this, and then we should do this, and then. We There is, in John Maxwell's book on 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he talks about the law of navigation and that some leaders need that navigator and some some groups need that big thinker. And sometimes people have both. So that idea that says, because all I have is an idea, so I really can't begin to live my dream, not buying it, not buying it, What you have is an idea of what you want your life to look like. Now you just have to communicate it to people in a way that they can help you make it materialize. And then number nine is because you trusted a lot of crappy ideas over your instincts. Now, what I mean by that one is so many people will say, well, you know, I tried it once and it failed. And here's what happened. And they give me this long story. I mean, the story can go on for what feels like eternity But what I hear in that story is, well, my mother said, my father said, my banker said, my CPA said, my friend said, my my sister's girlfriend's boyfriend said. And we took all this advice and we decided to follow all of these directional arrows. And if you've ever been on like one of those roundabouts, you know, that has where I'm at when I go to in Uruguay is there's like a roundabout that has like seven or eight exits. Like, it's it's crazy. It's not just the typical four. It's like all of these side streets merge to this roundabout. And often I'll be like, oh, my gosh. And I have to keep circling it maybe an extra time around because I can't figure out which exit to take. I can't figure out how to navigate to get in the lane that I need to get in to get to the outside to get to that. You've seen it. It's pretty common. But that's what begins to happen when we listen to so many people's opinions and advice of how we should be living our dream. Instead of stopping and saying, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, instinct, talk to me, divine self, show me what I'm supposed to be doing next. And so we blame the failure of our dreams, not because we failed to execute, but because we spent so much time executing other people's interpretation of our dreams. And we have to learn to stop this. We have to learn to trust our gut. We have to learn to go with our own best knowledge. Now, I get it. We need mentors and counselors and wisdom and business planners. But when you're sitting at that crossroad, and one of the visualizations I often use with my coaching clients that may serve you in this process is, if you're sitting at a crossroad and you're trying to make a decision, do I, do I buy or do I sell? Pretty common decision. you know. Close your eyes. Now, hear yourself ask, if I bought, my life would look like blank. And just visualize yourself walking down a road towards that, what your life would look like. You know, I'll arrive with this or that or, and start to really begin to feel what it would like look like if you had already made that decision and you were going to open your eyes and be in that moment. And then as you're doing that, take an inventory. How does my gut feel? What is my breathing? How is my pulse? Am I sweating? All of that. Now, turn to the other side of the road. We're at a fork in the road. And we're going to look down that road and ask, if I sell and I open my eyes, my life will look like this. And begin to visualize that experience. Visualize what you're wearing, who you're with, what your financial status is, what your health looks like. All of that, whatever it is that's related. And then take that inventory again. How am I breathing? What is my gut telling me? How is my pulse? Am I sweating? Do I feel a smile? creep across my face? Do I feel my muscles tension? Whatever it is. Because I believe in that moment, your higher, more authentic self is speaking to you. Your divine connected self is trying to guide you. But we're so consumed with all of the external voices and all of the external opinion that we've shoved that voice so far deep down that we can't hear it. And we make a decision that sends us down the left road or the right road and we get halfway there and we're out of, out of alignment with ourselves. We're not comfortable. It doesn't feel right. Why? Because we, we didn't follow our gut. We didn't listen into who we should be. Instead, we listened to what other people said we should become. And so as we talk about these nine reasons, you don't pursue your dreams. And let me quickly recap them, because we think safe is easier because we're waiting for the right time, because we don't have enough time, because you didn't succeed the first time so the second time's gonna be the same, because I'm too young, because I'm not supposed to, because somebody else is already doing that or already has that, because all I have is an idea and nobody buys ideas, because other people tell me it won't work But yet somehow we failed to trust our gut and our instinct. What I believe, what I truly, truly believe, this journey of success, this journey of entrepreneurship, this journey of discovery requires that we get small. And by what I mean by that is we have to stop listening. and. we have to start trusting ourselves. We have to stop letting other people's dreams, other people's opinions, other people's fears, other people's doubts, other people's expectations determine how we wake up every morning and live our lives. Now, I'm not abandoning my, my responsibility. I'm not abandoning my my family and my civic and cultural and, you know, spiritual journey. But what I'm saying is, if it's not connected to me and my dreams, it will eventually fall apart and destruct. And I don't want to spend my life going backwards. I want to spend my life going forward. And I know, and I know that that's what you also want. And so when you hear yourself using one of these nine excuses for why now is not the right time, why you don't have your dream, why you can't pursue your dream, why your dream. Doesn't come true. I want you to just put your hand up in the air and say, Stop, done, over. Up until now, that was the excuse. Moving forward, no longer will I believe that, hold to that, accept that as my reality. Because at the end of the day, it's you, and you stand with you alone. And if you can't take ownership and responsibility for chasing your dream, man, that's hard. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to happen overnight. I'm not going to say the transformation will occur just because you listen to this radio show. I wish it was. That would make me phenomenal. But the reality is it is a journey. And that is why I encourage you to get involved in Success Coaching Live every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on the Facebook page. That is why I ask you to come back time and time and time again to this radio show, or check out the online learning, or connect with me one-on-one about coaching or counseling or, you know, consulting or whatever you need. Because it is a journey, and we cannot walk away from the event of learning and expect it to become the life that we live. We need to stay in the company of like-minded people that are sharing the ideas and the thoughts that we need in order to grow us into the next place. You know, as a coach, I have coaches. I have a business coach. I have a a writing coach. I have just a general coach that keeps my head on straight because I need to stay growing and learning. Why do you think I've read the 17, 18 books that are on my bookshelf? Nobody challenged me. This isn't third grade and I get an award at the end of the year for most pages read. I did because I need to stay connected to that knowledge, that information, those better beliefs than the ones that are hovering around in my head that have stopped me from pursuing my dreams in the past. And that's what I want to encourage you to do as well. And if I can help you in that journey, please, if I can help you in that journey, find me through social media, ericgreed.com. It's not complicated. Facebook and the same. I want to be a part of your journey. That is why I pour into these shows every Friday. Why I show up every Monday through Friday on Facebook Live. Why I put the material out there on Success Coaching You so that you have the tools you need to live your life with success and begin to step into your dreams. So until we get together next Friday, go out, live life with success, and stop buying into the nine excuses that I hear so often and start buying into your ability to live your dreams the way you want to. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is always my pleasure and privilege to be able to be here with you. And again, if I can help you on this journey, please let me know. Till next time, my name is Eric Reed, and I am your success coach. Go out and live today with success. for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreid.com. That's ericgreid.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed. Reed.